Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, that I, I was not anticipating such a uh, <laughs> brief um, uh, forward or preface, but uh, no, thank you, Megan, for having me. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, uh, for having me. My name is Matt. I'm an addict and alcoholic. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I'll give a little background. My story. Um, I, uh, I I live in New Jersey right now. I, I was I was born in New York, uh, but grew up in a suburb of New York um, in New Jersey called Maplewood, New Jersey. Uh, I have uh, one sibling. Uh, I have a sister, younger sister. I have, uh, I grew up in a normal, relatively normal um, situation. I had both my parents um, uh, married. Um, they were married for uh, 16 years prior to uh, me being born, and I was the firstborn. Um, uh, and, and yeah. Um, on the surface, everything was fine. I, I didn't want for anything. Um, I grew up very comf financially comfortable. Um, but starting from when I was, uh, sorry, I'm just making sure my mic, oh, here, I apologize. I have a headphone in and I was like realizing it's not, it's coming through my uh, <laughs> computer. Um, I, uh, 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 you know, ever since I was, as far as my memory goes back, um, three or four years old, uh, I have just been profoundly uncomfortable. Um, growing up, I didn't know how to, I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know how to express it, obviously, because that was the only world and the only way I knew how to experience this world. Um, but looking back, um, uh, just constant um, anxiety and uh, and um, and constant rumination, um, just unwanted thoughts and uh, obsessive thoughts, um, and uh, and yeah, it would manifest in different ways: hypochondria, uh, uh, a bunch of things. And, um, and yeah, and, and while, you know, my parents were married and we were, we did well, you know, uh, we were financially comfortable earlier in my life. Um, there were some unhealthy ways of dealing with emotions. Emotions weren't ever validated or, or kind of, they were discussed constantly, but it was never done in a, a healthy way. Um, it was always done. Uh, I would have, we would have, I would have a fight. I'm, I'm very much like my mother and uh, we would have a fight like almost every day, like a volatile, um, not physical, but just uh, very, you know, screaming back and forth. Um, and that's kind of how I learned to cope growing up. Um, you know, we would fight with each other and then immediately try to brush it over or to try apologize, but not really grounded in real apology, um, just so we didn't have to feel terrible 
just to try to kind of alleviate the the pain of that situation um and so anyway uh i yeah i uh, school socially things were you know things were difficult um i was you know easily distracted i didn't know how to focus in school so my my grades were never that great until uh later on um, prior to college because my back was against the wall um that that gave me the focus um as somebody who has adhd or attention problems um and i'm sure other people can relate to this um without uh without uh being confined or without feeling like your back's up against the wall um one tends to procrastinate it's hard to manage yourself i'm sure actually most people can relate to this but it's hard to manage yourself um when you have nothing but time um but when you're stressed or when you know uh like this is it um that's kind of when you're able to focus so at like the final hour i was able to pull my grades together and uh get into you know a decent college um so nothing uh, i'm giving you so much background uh nothing uh i didn't have any addiction or um drinking issues until um you know, end of college, after college, uh, I'm the only addict or alcoholic, any person who has substance issues um, in my immediate family. So it wasn't something that I was cognizant of or looking, um, you know, looking for. Um, college was fine uh, as far as uh, drinking went. I, I did drink quite a bit, but there were people who drank way more and when you're kind of in that environment where you know people are binge drinking and people are indulging in various ways um you know it creates a context in which you don't feel like you're any you know um it's any worse than anyone else it doesn't seem like it's raising any flags at the at that time um to to backtrack a little bit um when I was uh, younger, when I was 16, before college, two years before college, um, I found out that my father had early onset uh, Parkinson's. Um, I found out at 16 because I started to notice symptoms and I finally asked what's going on and he told me. Um, he was diagnosed uh, so I, I found out when I was 16, but he was diagnosed probably when I was three or four. So he was 42-ish. He had early onset uh, Parkinson's. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so um, we kind of had to keep that private. Um, my, uh, you know, my, uh, my sister didn't know until a few years later after me um and for my for business reasons my dad owned um, his own business um you know we there were a variety of reasons um not all of them healthy or none of them frankly healthy but some of them based in the the reality of like the world in which we live like um that mentality of you know it's just business um 
for him is like people could if you if you told if you told people that uh you know somebody that that this business prospect is sick um maybe the you know your humanity would suggest like concern or whatever but your um concerns about what that means financially or your business or whatever um you would uh my anyway i don't need to explain this but so so they just they they uh, my mom my dad felt like it was best to kind of not be uh public about that um so anyway um going back went to college and as i was going to college you know when you're with somebody um who is sick or whatever you and you're but you're like see that every day um you don't notice as much the gradual change you kind of have to stop yourself eventually and then be like wow things have really changed but since i was going away to college and not seeing him um often every time i would go back the change uh would be um noticeable um in uh you know um in just how the and in how the disease was progressing um and uh so he um as i went to college and when i finally came back things kind of got worse and he wasn't able to deal with the business anymore and they had to close and um financially things were kind of a ruin um uh cars being repossessed um uh you know just no savings uh uh in debt potential uh the threat of a lien on our house you know our home being taken away and um and it was a terrible situation. It was a toxic situation um, in which, uh, you know, my my um, my my you know my mom uh, and myself because at this point I uh, I had graduated from college and I had just come home because I decided I wanted to <laughs> I went to school to become a filmmaker and obviously when you know when you graduate from that. Uh, there's going to be a buffer period of trying to figure out the the financial logistics um of uh of doing that so so needless to so anyway i i after college i moved back home so um you know it's my sister at this point is in college so it's the three of us my mom my dad and myself in our house and uh you know it's just a toxic situation um in which um you know, no one is a hundred percent at um at fault. And it's it's but it's it's hard to be able to distinguish between being angry at the circumstances and being angry at each other. And it just it became uh it just became impossible to to deal with it. I kind of was shutting down and becoming agoraphobic um or just i i don't know if i could say it was clinically agoraphobic um but i just uh i just had it, it was just i i couldn't i couldn't leave my room it became really bad um and so uh 
during this point, uh, you know, uh, my my dad uh, over the next year or so um, started to uh, 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 attempt to take his own life. So um, that was it was very difficult, and I would you know have to go find him in certain situations and bring him back home or you know if the police got involved he would have to um you know go to the psych ward um for whatever the holding period was it was it was very difficult um i mean it was impossible um so uh eventually um i you know I moved back home, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my turn. Eventually, I moved out of home. And uh, after like a year, year and a half, um, work started to pick up for me. And I was able to, you know, make a living. And I moved into New York. And uh, after about six months of moving into New York, uh, my father finally, um, uh, uh, you know, was successful uh in an attempt and, and he passed away and um and yeah uh it was it was awful it was it was um we kind of all knew where it was going but it was it was awful and um and yeah it's it's, it's weird it's going to be this this year um this this july it's going to be 10 years and um yeah it's it's very strange because it still seems very um fresh um so uh anyway i uh you know um i'm sorry i'm all over the place but so uh a year and a half prior to my father doing that when i first came home um, I was diagnosed, um, as I've mentioned already or referred to already with ADHD and was given, um, you know, medication for that, um, stimulant medication. And even though I wasn't functioning and I wasn't able to leave the house or whatever, it, it numbed me and it allowed me to function in some small capacity. Um, and when I, uh, left, uh, you know, my parents' home, uh, it just became something that I was, um, on 24 seven. I mean, I, I would be sleeping, but I couldn't go to sleep without being on something, um, which seems insane that, but I, for, for the stress or whatever was going on in my head, um, having a little bit of focus, um, from something, um, actually made it possible for me to sleep instead of my mind being all over the place. Um, and because I worked in film or whatever, I, with my psychiatrist, I had initially this, what, what there was a legitimate concern, but then I just extended that to the rest of my life where I said, um, I was working on a, 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 a show and it would easily go into 16, 17, 18 hour days. Um, and so I, I needed, I needed two long acting, you know, a one day thing wasn't enough. I needed something because I would come down from that stuff and I'd still be working. 
And so I had would have I had started having a script that would two scripts that would last me from the second I woke up to the second I went to sleep. Um and that just kind of became the standard in which I used the medication. Um and it was fine for a while. Um but it was great. My doses were gradually going up and I really could not be off, uh, you know, off them for any period of time. Um, and, uh, anyway, I, um, as this is going on, you know, my use of medication keeps going up and up and up in my ambition and my, um, responsibility, um, to any work or any kind of semblance of a normal life was go down. And, uh, uh, I mean, to cut it short, just after a a few years or whatever, um, I, it just became in a place where I had burned too many bridges. I had lost, uh, burned through money that I had made. Um, I, I was miserable and empty uh, and not processing anything emotionally, um, not dealing with my dad's stuff, not dealing with uh, all the stuff prior to my dad's stuff. You know, um, I don't see my dad's thing as a reason why I used or whatever. As I said in the beginning, I always felt totally um, uncomfortable. Um, um, but maybe it did get things, you know, maybe it exacerbate things or get things going. I think I would, I think I would always be in this place no matter what. Um, but maybe it, it, things came to a head earlier because of it. Um, um, yeah. So I, I had to, I, I, I couldn't afford my apartment. I, whatever. So I, uh, went back home. Um, and was with my mom and uh i went to a uh my mom at this point uh coincidentally was in an accident she she was she's fine now um but she fell down some stairs and she broke a lot of bones and she needed to go inpatient she was in a facility for physical therapy uh, physical rehabilitation and uh one day as i'm leaving uh, her room and heading home. Um, I'm going down the corridor of this facility and, and this is after a few weeks of moving back. Um, I look inside a room and I see what I now know is like a percolator and I see people holding coffee and talking and laughing. And I, and I, as I continue to walk, I'm like, oh, I bet it's like one of those like AA things or 12 step things. Um, Cause again, I only have a context of, from cultural understanding. I have, I, it's not in my family. So I was just like, oh, I bet it's that. And so I like Google, I Google search and figure out that, the, yeah, oh, that is a meeting. Um, but it has nothing to do with me. Um, just interesting that I was able to spot that. And I don't really know when, maybe it was a week or two later, I think just out of maybe boredom, being lost or whatever, um, I decided that I was going to 
go to that thing and check it out. Um, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I, you know, I didn't identify as, I just identified as somebody who was lost and didn't know what to do. Um, and I went into that meeting and uh, there were like six other people there. Um, they were all much older than me. Um, and, you know, uh, they gave me, you know, little meeting booklet and on the back had some names on it. And they were very nice. And, uh, you know, what they were saying and what they, what I was hearing, I was relating to. Um, and I was like, okay, I think I'll give it a shot. Um, you know, not a shot as far as uh, in a traditional sense of getting a sponsor or going to multi doing a 90 and 90 or going to multiple meetings. I didn't even know that was a thing or whatever, but I'll give it a shot of going to more meetings. And so, um, and this is back in 2016. Um, and so I, I went to, uh, you know, over the next year, I started getting more involved um, in the program, traditional program, because um, frankly, I didn't know there was anything else. Um, and um, what I found out later, maybe just after that year, was I was looking for other programs, but it seemed like the, and this is prior to Zoom or anything, but it seemed like the other programs that may theoretically, uh, I may relate to more, um, didn't have as an extensive network, didn't have as many meetings. Um, and so, you know, the accessibility and the options was kind of the, 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 not the, uh, intellectual accessibility, but the, the literal accessibility, um, or, or the, the physical accessibility, um, of these meetings, uh, you know, made it, uh, attractive or just practical, um, for me. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I got a sponsor, started going through the big book, um, started doing steps and, uh, and, and yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a religious household. So, uh, I, identified with uh you know agnostic or being secular environments but um uh i wasn't angry or frustrated with traditional communities um it was a lot of working backwards because i just didn't understand I understood what the God thing was and the higher power thing is. Um, at this point, I was really into, for a few years now, into meditation and searching through spiritual avenues or whatever, um, or getting outside of oneself. Um, but, you know, it was always very difficult to try to, yeah, like work backwards from the 12 steps rather than like, or, or any um, thing of like, letting go or or letting let go let god or whatever like whereas people can say that to each other and it's a little bit of a shorthand um to try to like you know acknowledge what's going on or be helpful 
uh, it's just something that just didn't naturally resonate for me. So for the longest time, I would just be like, okay, and like, try to figure out where they're coming from. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, this is so convoluted. Um, but um, anyway, so I had this big support network, I had all these I had over this year, I had it was it was nice. It was nice. I did fellowship. I was connected. Um, but it was time for me to, you know, move back to New York and start to, you know, uh, get my, you know, have a somewhat of a normal life. Um, and I moved back into my apartment. I had sublet my apartment the entire year. And uh, I uh, moved back and uh you know, I just didn't, I didn't, uh, put in the work to try to find a new community. Um, I didn't go to meetings. I, I got lost in my work. I just became a workaholic. And, um, and because of that, um, you know, even though I was sober, uh, my well-being, I was, I was, in some ways I was worse than, 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 than prior to getting sober. Um, I was isolated. Um, I, I, yeah, it got pretty bad. And so eventually uh, I couldn't deal with the job anymore. I left the job. I moved out of uh, New York and into Jersey City, which is just across um, the river. And, uh, and yeah, there was about a year of sobriety, but like, uh, um, just isolation, loneliness, confusion, little jobs here and there to try to just get me by. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't functioning as a, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't functioning. Um, and eventually, uh, uh, I found this meeting space um, in Jersey City called the Barrow Mansion, uh, which is where all my, you know, uh, all, you know, the majority of uh, my in-person meetings are. It's like a, a clubhouse here. Um, and. And yeah, it it it, it really I, I was finally had another, you know, community and connection with people. Um and um sorry um so where do i want to go with this so uh you know i things were starting to get better um and work was starting to pick up and i was doing a lot of service and you know uh being, you know, uh, you know, fellowship and service and all those things. Um, and work was starting to pick up. And I, for whatever reason, was able to trick myself into thinking um, that I could go back to, you know, using stimulant medication. Um, and uh, almost in that I needed to in order to function. Um, and almost immediately, uh, I would go, I was going through, 
uh, month supplies in like six days. And the deeper I would get in my dependency for this stuff and not being honest and telling people what was going on, um, you know, uh, the the more I felt I couldn't come forward because I betrayed my friends. I was in a relationship with somebody in the program. Um, and uh, I was like, you know, if I come forward and tell, be honest, like my girlfriend will leave me and my friends will be so angry at me that I've been just like, you know, being this uh, imposter, this person who is pretending to be sober. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like a few five or six months of me trying to like get off this stuff or figure out a way of not doing it. And I just couldn't do it until one day I just was completely exhausted and um, just broke down and told my sponsor and uh, I have a, ro a roommate who's in the program too. I told him as well and, uh, and came forward to my girlfriend and, you know, everyone kind of rallied around me. Uh, and my girlfriend, I called my girlfriend up and told her, and she was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm home. And she's like, I'm coming over right now. <laughs> and she came, came down and there was a meeting in 30 minutes and we went to the meeting and, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was t difficult. Um, but it was amazing how, you know, everyone kind of showed up. Um, and it was really there for me. Um, so now I'm coming up on nine months. Um, I was, I had, you know, four and a half years and coming up on nine months. Um, but the great thing is, even though, you know, my day count or my, my time has changed, um, I still hold all the knowledge and understanding that I had prior to restarting my account. Um, um, which is very helpful and is kind of thing, like one of the first things my sponsor said to me when I spoke to him on the phone and told him, uh, you know what had happened or the truth of what was going on. Um, anyway, um, just to wrap it up and kind of how I got involved in secular world. Um, as I said, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of, uh, secular meetings or, or I, I didn't have, you know, I, I was always working backwards and trying to understand how to make the program work for me and felt disconnected, um, in a certain sense, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I just, I, whatever reason I was just like, maybe it's something wrong with me. Maybe, you know, it seems like all these other people are like having this connection and like laughing at the right moments and, nodding their heads at the right moments and it seems like there's like this you know understanding amongst them it must be my inability to like be present or listen or whatever um and until you know i was invited uh to you know start going to some secular meetings and you know this is about a year a little over a year ago and i got to start seeing different types of recovery and i also um i think what really kickstarted so like prior to getting honest about my relapse 
I was, you know, exposed to different 12 step things, different types of recovery, secular recovery. Um, but when I came forward about what was going on, um, what was really going on and try and now it had to get humble and honest. Um, I was like, I don't want to continue going through this life and acting as if or just putting on this facade of like, I'm doing better. My recovery is doing better or whatever. It's like, I'm getting sick and fucking tired <laughs> of just doing the same fucking, you know, I, I'm sure I could get away with this language, but <laughs> I'll come down <laughs> about just like, I don't want to be going through the motions the rest of my fucking life. I want to get better. I can't, I, it's like, I was doing this for four and a half years and it, things were better when I put in the work, but there's more out there. <laughs> There's more out there and there there has to be more out there. Um, and yeah, I just don't want, I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to waste my life. And, uh, and, uh, and so, so, so now being, no, now having, um, being presented with new resources, new possibilities, new things like these meetings and other uh, resources, utilities. And being like, I got to do something different this time. Um, I started looking elsewhere. I started looking um, different recovery programs. I started looking for um, different. I started curating specifically fellowship. I think it's important to be there for other people in service. Um, but as far as like what makes sense for my health and my well-being, um, not everything is equal. And I started putting myself with people that I um, felt comfortable and healthy around. Um, I didn't want to continue to seek out people who, you know, uh, whatever, who I was attracted to because I felt like shit or whatever the pull would be that like would attract me to certain certain people that was unhealthy and be okay when I feel uncomfortable in certain situations um, and say like, that's not for me. I don't have to, I don't have to warp myself in order to fit this mold. Um, and so, yeah. And so um, while I have been mentioning to people in my life personally that I need to do this, I do need to do this. I think therapy will be a big thing. Um, that I, I definitely need to be, um, continue to do, um, being of service, um, uh, being connected with people, um, a daily meditation practice for me. Um, I try to exercise almost every day. Um, I try to be open and, um, and really not shut down uh, when I hear uh, constructive criticism <laughs> or whatever. Um, I, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, in, in, so in, we just had Thanksgiving and uh, holidays are very difficult for people. And, um, and uh, you know, I, this Thanksgiving wasn't the worst Thanksgiving, but it wasn't a great experience. And I had this narrative of how it, what happened and how it was like I was put in this situation and it was you know all one way thing of like poor me and poor my girlfriend was with me and poor us and we were on eggshells and it wasn't like you know 
and I, I had no, I had nothing to do with it. And it was a bad situation. But in hindsight, hearing back from my sister, uh, so I had this narrative going in my head for like four or five days. And then I finally spoke to my sister. And she was like, and my sister and I are on the same page now. We're very close. And um, we see our mom in the same way. We, She's not one of us, but she has been, she does a lot of work for herself. And uh, she's very, very responsible and healthy um, in how she takes care of herself. Um, and she was like, yeah, but you came in like from the jump, like, like just shut down and anticipating like that it was going to go to shit. Like, so even though I feel justified in my trauma or, or my anticipation of whatever, it's like, I'm not, I I'm so caught up in myself. I don't even realize what I'm like, what I'm bringing to things sometimes. Um, so, you know, that, that was difficult to hear. <laughs> and sometimes in those moments, you know, um, it's hard to engage in that conversation. Like you hear that and you feel like I should be saying something. I should be processing something. But like for me, um, you know, sometimes it takes till after that phone conversation, till after I have some time with myself to really let it sink in and realize like what I'm doing. Um, and so that happened, things like that happen with me constantly. I'm really, it's hard. I can't become a different per. I can't immediately become a different person. I have these lifelong coping mechanisms and habits. Um, but if I don't completely shut down, if I don't reject, um, I can slowly work on these things, um, which I'm trying to do. Um, but anyway, I know that there's no time limit on this, uh, but I don't think I've ever qualified for this long. And <laughs> And I, 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 I hope this was somewhat coherent. Um, um, but, um, but yeah, it's having, whether it's secular or anything else, just having, being responsible, holding myself to a certain standard, being, being able to be honest with myself of what my intentions are or what I'm looking for. Um, but not being confined to certain dogma or understanding of, you know, um, I, I find that there is utility and um, in traditional stuff, but it doesn't have to be my everything. And it's not my everything. It can't be my everything. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I'm, I'm always searching and I'm always looking for, you know, if there are things that scientifically come out and they, 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 people say, like, this has X amount of a success rate or whatever like that, I'm going to try that freaking thing. <laughs> I want to be, I just, I, I want to continue. I, I have lived my life in too much pain and I just, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you for listening to me. And thanks for having me.